Office Building, Manhattan, September 11, 2001. 8.40 a.m. On the fourth floor of an office building, near the East River, a suited man is at his desk. He is working on his computer with his family photo beside him. He hears a sound outside of his office. He looks out the window and heard what may have been a plane. Nothing too unusual as planes come in and out almost every minute. Assuming nothing of it, he glances at the photo of his wife and children before going back to work. 8.44 a.m. The man hears a noise getting louder. Standing up, he looks out the window again, trying to find the plane. He gets a gut feeling that things aren't going to be good. 8.45 a.m. A loud noise interrupts the workplace. Stumbling away from the window, he gets up heading towards the stairwell. He's exiting the building while smelling the salty air with a faint scent of smoke. He's looking around and looks southwest. The north twin tower was on fire. A plume of smoke rising with chaos ensuing. Standing there is shock, his stomach was turning, having to lean over to get a quick breath. The chaos gets louder and more people begin to notice. Coworkers start walking out, their faces horrified at what was happening. He analyzes the moment. He has a family at home and has a feeling that something else was coming, something even worse to come. Having to use the subway to get home and worrying about things getting worse, he runs towards the bridge to get to New Jersey. 8.50 a.m. He crosses the bridge and sits down, undoing his tie and raising his arms above his head, breathing slowly to catch his breath. He begins to think about his family again, hoping that everything is going to be alright, finally catching his breath as he walks towards his car. 9.05 a.m. A few minutes pass. He listens into a radio station that is talking about earlier today. He gets an update on the situation in Manhattan. A second plane went into the South Twin Tower moments prior before the airing on the radio. He continues to drive in a hazy state. 9.50 a.m. His phone was starting to ring. He grabs his phone on the passenger seat and notices his house number calling him. He immediately answers the phone. His wife was crying on the phone. He takes a huge sigh of relief, as does she, grateful they are both okay. She proceeds to tell him that the North and South Twin Towers were hit by planes, and the Pentagon had been hit as well. His face goes pale. America had been attacked. And he begins to say that he's going to try to be home as quickly as he could. 9 p.m. After finishing dinner, the man and his wife sit in their bed and turn on the TV. President Bush was giving a speech in his office. He stated that America had been attacked. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The man's wife leans close to him, thankful that he's still okay. Bush continues by saying that whoever was responsible will pay for what they had done. To find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. Tired of the grief of the situation, the man turns off the TV and stays by his wife, comforting her as they try to sleep. After the event, 2,977 American lives were lost. Osama bin Laden admits that his group is responsible for the attacks. They don't like the United States interfering with Israel, so they hijack the planes with box cutters and knives to bomb America to retaliate. Targeting both Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and fourth target that is unknown, the United States enforces heavier airport security to ensure a tragedy like this won't happen again. American troops find and kill Osama bin Laden 
in Abbottabad, Pakistan, 2011.